All right. What's up, y'all? It's week two of the Max Fun Drive. And when this episode drops on May 14th, it's actually the very last day of the drive. So we'll talk a little bit more about all the great gifts you can get by becoming a new or upgrading member and how much your support affects our show a little bit later. But if you're not already, please, 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 please become a member now at MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Also, make sure you listen to the end of the show where we will reveal the four nominees for our favorite new name. All right, let's get into this show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weedap, also known as the Untitled Iffy, Drea, and Alonzo Project. This is episode 193. And uh, I just got to say welcome to the second week and final day of the 2021 Max Fun Drive. For those who listened last week, this is the second installment of the prestigious Ife Chikude collection. This is a special collection of films that were curated by me, Ife Chikude Mwadiwe. In honor of the 2021 Max Fun Drive, I've done extensive research, I've meditated, I've spoken to experts and taken vision quests in order to pair together the highest quality films in one contained collection. If you haven't listened to it yet, then check out the first part of the Ifichigude collection, last week's episode with the Flophouse's Elliot Kalen, where we're talking about Pacific Rim, a perfect movie. And if you want to listen to the third and final installment, that is available as a bonus episode to all members of Maximum Fun. So you've got to become a member at MaximumFun.org forward slash join to listen to that one. And for that episode, we spoke to Fanti host Travell Anderson and Jared Hill about Harlem Nights. Uh, spoiler alert, they didn't like the movie, but... Before we get into the film today, let me introduce some of my friends. So first up, y'all know him, y'all love him, y'all definitely want to hug him. It's the Christmas Zaddy himself, Alonzo Duralde. What's good? Uh, Ify, I always feel a little weird uh, making my what's good a a service that uh, advertises on podcasts but does not advertise on this one. But what the heck? Maybe this will prime the pump. Uh, so there's this thing out there called Universal Yums, and it's one of those snack delivery things. And every month their shtick is they will send you snacks from a different country Ooh. so it's sort of like uh, like you were telling us before we started about the the apple tv screensaver it's a way to travel the world without leaving your apartment um and this month was spain and so i was like okay i this i gotta try and um you know what if you're if you're lucky enough to travel the world for real you know that you know the tentacles of the frito-lay company run far and wide but if you do a little bit of digging you know each each different country has their own flavors of potato chips and their own kind of candy bars and stuff. And, you know, as the geniuses at Technotronic would say, many different flavors and the spice is strong. Uh, I really enjoyed my my Spain box, especially the uh, salted chocolate caramel that's like the greatest milk that you ever have. Um, mm. I'm not comfortable with the term Spain box, but I liked everything else that you just said. <laughs> well, it was all, it's like Spanish potato chips, like these lemon and pepper jobs were really delicious and uh, different little like custard cookies. And so, you know, it was it was very much the snacks of my people. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. All right. Uh, the next voice you heard is another huggable host, uh, the queen of the Midwest herself, Drea Clark. What's good? So you guys are much more on the snacking tip than me. I am, um, you know, I'm someone who is a sort of repetitive eater and you often bring good snacks to our what's good. 
and I have, I'm excited to say I have a snack, you guys. Oh. Finally, a snack to share with the group, as it were. Um, Benitos, chips, anyone else on this? They are made, they are chips made of beans. This doesn't sound good. This is why I'm not your snack person. I'm not good at pitching them. But my favorite ones are the sea salt pinto bean chips. Mm-hmm. But they also have like black bean chips. They have some cheese looking thing. But they're also like high in fiber and protein. So I like to pretend that they're healthy. Um, mm. And you know what? They might be a little better than, you know, a corn chip or something. Um, but I'm enjoying them highly, Benitos, and for the like three hours where I got to see my parents a few weeks ago, my dad ate an entire bag, and uh, <laughs> he's not a man who like shares things that he likes, but he really wouldn't shut up about these chips. So there there you go. Dick Clark right. thinks they're good. You, you might like them as well. That's a double Clark endorsement I'm in. <laughs> yes. You, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. just one, but two Clarks. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah want two Clarks. we want yeah. two Clarks. We want two Clarks, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, this week we have a phenomenal guest. Like I said, we have to pair these movies with guests like Fine Wine. And for one of the greatest sports movies ever created, I had to get one of the great sports players, fans, and friends of my life, uh, my best friend. You may have seen him on things such as... all the podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen me on all of them. <laughs> uh, you, you, he, this man has written for Brooklyn Nine Nine. He has written for Mad TV. He has written. He has appeared on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He has appeared on The Good Place. If you like comedy, you know who this man is. This is a person who has lived with me. The only friend who can say they have witnessed and heard the birth of my child. It is Carl Tart. Oh my God! I was there. I was there. I heard it all. They woke me up. I still remember the time of her birth because they woke me up. It was about six forty-five in the morning, and his mama came and knocked on my door and said, "Uh, she's here." I was like, "All right, I'll see you in a few hours." (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. Welcome to the world, Queen. I'm gonna go back to sleep. (laughs) So you weren't the doula then? I wasn't. I I wasn't the doula. I was. I, I, I went in there with some towels. I said, "You guys need anything? You let me know." I'm gonna go grab a nap. <laughs> oh, you were the don't love. Yeah, yeah. I was the don't love. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's an important role. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I look forward to Naomi calling Carl in like about 10 years asking what time she was born so she can <laughs> sign up to co-star two or whatever yeah, is yeah. out. <laughs> like, Uncle Carl, what time was I born? She's gonna Grandma get her, her shots on your door. Yeah. For her, as for her astrology, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, well, today we will be discussing Space Jam. Uh, and then after that, we'll answer the call from our wait, hold on. What's good? You forgot to ask me what's good? Yeah, I yeah. forgot to ask you what's oh, good. Oh, you, uh, you you went on. We were so excited talking yeah, about yeah. your kid. I got three I got three what's goods. Oh, nice. let us hear. If that's okay. Yes. Uh, I want everybody to check these things out. First of all, Skittles has a gummy now. Ooh. Uh in in just the wildberry flavor and the regular red flavor. Red. red bag. Uh they're very good. They have the same consistency as uh the Kellogg's 
fruit snacks that you always have on set mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know yes <laughs> and uh so and that's a good consistency to me it's, it's, it's chewy it, it don't make me work too hard you know that's good also uh i uh if and i both have roots in the uh american southeast i'm from mississippi uh and if he's family if his mom is from new orleans uh it's about an hour away we were both there not too long ago got mm-hmm. to meet up in that great city oh yeah uh, that was a good time yeah, uh, down there, uh, brass instruments are very popular, and, and brass instrument covers are very popular. And they really just, when you hear a song that you really love covered by a brass band, and it's always, uh, you know, a little bit of a higher tempo, and it's just more fun to party to and everything like that, uh, it, it just makes it great. And I've been checking out these guys' uh, brass tracks who are not from New Orleans. If you want a real authentic New Orleans one, check out the Hot 8 Brass Band. But... Brass tracks are the guys who play on a bunch of uh, Chance the Rapper songs and things. They play the trumpet on. Every time he has a trumpet on one of his songs, they're the guys playing it. But they have their own music and they do covers. And they have a cover to Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby that is uh, very fun to listen to. It just, it doesn't, it, it puts you in a fun mood as soon as you hear it. Because you love Mariah Carey's version. And this is a, a sped up brass version of that. And nice. It's great. It's great. So do, check do, that do. out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like yeah. You know I sense school, it already. High school halftime shows will be incorporating it in the next five to ten years, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. And I forgot my third one, so I just I just had two. Uh, <laughs> um, you can interrupt Iffy when he's talking if it if it comes to your mind. Okay, Please yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's it, all the time. Oh, uh, <laughs> it just came to my mind. Yes. <laughs> uh, I just brought, I just went down right before this. I went and took a walk down to the comic book store that's near my house and I bought uh our buddy our good buddy Cody Ziggler's yeah. uh uh Spider-Man. I'm not a comic guy. I'm in the sports. Is why you call me in here today. <laughs> but uh I you know I had to support my brother Cody Ziggler and uh he's he wrote one of the stories in the new Miles Morales Spider-Man uh comic book. So I got it over here on my mantle now. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is those so are, cool. Nice, yeah, definitely. Cody's definitely been on our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, we've heard Cody before, so so if if you like it, go go check it out. Go to your local comic book shop. Please don't use Amazon; they have enough money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, what's good with you? What's good with me? I was. <laughs> oh I, I'll let you know. I wanted to hit on the gummy consistency because Carl brings up a good point. Oh, because sure. Sometimes I get the Annie's for you know Naomi because I'm trying to you know pretend like I'm a, hel- a good parent uh, who wants to give her healthy things, and the consistency of those gummies are just trash. It's all it's always like very too sticky. It's too sticky. It isn't like a gummy consistency. So Annie's, I'm putting you on notice. Fix the formula. You got to get that Fix- pectin ratio just right. Yeah, oh yeah. See, Alonzo know what you're talking about. Uh, but what's good with me, uh, you know, everyone's kind of picking up their like last quarantine thing. I feel like everyone's getting that last quarantine thing because we realize that everything's going to change. Everything's going to slowly, you know, uh, get back to some sense of normalcy. Casey sent me a text message today where Alamo Draft House is saying the places they're going to reopen. So I can't wait to kick my feet up and eat a huge burger while watching a four hour long movie. Uh, their, <laughs> you know. their queso is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They know what they're doing. So I guess I'm just uh, what's good with me is just the general optimism of getting back out there and uh, hanging, hanging with with friends. You know, uh, me, me and Carl, like Carl said, we, we you know, we're both uh, vaxxed and waxed. And, uh, you know, we were in uh 
New Orleans and watching some live brass, but, you know, dancing was still quote unquote illegal. Uh, my sister started dancing <laughs> yeah. with someone and they came up to her. That was so said, weird. Dancing is illegal. So Footloose is happening in New Orleans. I was just going to say you got the Footloose experience. <laughs> and yeah. there's not much in New Orleans that is illegal. So, yeah. Yeah, so That man like, literally came up to her and said, dancing is illegal. <laughs> Did he look just like, like John Lithgow? <laughs> no, he didn't. He was he was a, a, a shorter man. I, I, no. I feel like John Lithgow played a little ball in his day. Uh, yeah. about, about six five, but this dude walked up and said, "Dancing is illegal." Hey, the, the, ty- the type of dancing you're doing is illegal, and I'm like, "Huh? Like, illegal? Why use that word? Why not just yeah. say, hey, man, we can't have people, we can't have people congregating right here like this.'" Yeah, no, like, he specifically said illegal. Leaving up room for six holy spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need six Jesuses between uh, <laughs> yeah. the two of you while dancing. Oh man! Oh, the, so that's that's probably something that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> but uh, today we are discussing Space Jam, and we'll answer a call from our hotline. And as always, we'll have our staff picks. But first, because it is not yet time to slam, nor is it time for me to welcome you to the jam. Let's talk about the film genre that we have not talked about before, sports movies. We'll chat about the genre in general, but also the athletes who have turned actors. I mean, you know, uh, I think before this, for anything, I think I have to let Carl give his spiel on TV versus movies, because that's one thing that me and Carl have have had in the past is you, you Carl watches movies, but typically prefers uh, um, TV and documentaries. If I if I had to <laughs> had to say what you watch. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm a big documentary guy. If I'm going to sit and watch something for that long, movies are too long. If if I'm gonna sit and watch something for that long, and this does not mean that I will not binge watch in the heat of the night like I did yesterday for about six hours, but I when I sit down and watch a movie, unless it's something I really want to see, I like my favorite type of movies are biopics. I love a good biopic. Oh, as if uh, he's spoken to you about Judy. <laughs> yeah, I love Judy. Have you seen Judy? Judy? It's about Judy. Oh, Judy, Judy Garland. Garland. The Judy Garland yeah. movie. I haven't seen that one. Oh, okay, it it's good? a hit. It's it's a modern day classic. Okay, uh, with Renee Zellweger. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of a coal miner's daughter. I grew up watching that movie. That was one of me and my mom's favorite movies to watch. Uh, she put me on that one. Uh, I love. I liked Get On Up. I thought Chad did a good Get job. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Ray. Of course, Jamie Foxx's performance in Ray. I did watch Godzilla vs. Kong, but that was because a friend had a uh, had a backyard uh, viewing of that, connected the projector to the garage, and uh, I am. I, I need social uh, interaction, and this year has been very hard. So anybody who was doing anything, hey man, I'm about to fix my toilet. You want to come over and watch? Yeah, yeah, man, I'm down. I want to go. So, so uh, yeah, that's. I went over and watched that. Uh, did not enjoy it. Well, t- it, it's interesting that you you know you are you're a fan of sports but not of movies. I'm the exact opposite in that I'm a fan of movies but not of sports. But mm-hmm. I do love sports movies yeah. because. Ooh. I think a sports movie gives you in 90 minutes like uh, the stuff that you would watch years worth of that sport to get. It's all killer, no filler, you know? So it's like, it, it is, it, it's a highlight reel, basically. All of the exciting stuff that, that that you have to sit through innings and innings or quarters or halves or whatever to get to, like you just get one after another in a sports movie. And then that all gets tied to somebody's personal growth. So it's like, you know, it's a win-win. Yeah. Where I will uh, meet you in the middle of this is, 
I don't like all sports. Like mm-hmm. I, football is my is my main sport that I, I can watch any football game. I just love the way it, like I love it. Basketball I watch, but I'm I'm a Clipper fan, and I watch oh. Clipper games, and then I watch I watch Laker games too because I did grow up in this city, and then I and I you know I watch pre- the premier games, but I I kind of don't really watch the whole games until the playoffs, and I'm also not I'm not watching the Orlando Magic versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. I I do not care. If it's in the <laughs> so wait, in the, I, I I know enough about sports to know this. How do you grow up in LA and decide you're going to go Clippers and not the Lakers? Is that like a sort of identity thing of of I'm not going to go with the flashy, obvious, you know, overdogs, and I'm going to yeah. be here. Or with the, do you just look better in blue and white than you do purple uh, and gold? Also, an yeah, option. um, that that too. But uh, here's the real story. I, I'll give y'all the real breakdown. I don't. I don't. I've, I've told this a couple times, but. It's a pretty sentimental story to me. So I'm not originally, born. as I said earlier, I'm born in Mississippi. I moved to Los Angeles when I was about eight or nine years old. And uh, when I got here, I, I had trouble fitting in. I had a weird accent. The the kids, you know, made fun of me and stuff. And uh, I, you know, just trying to fit in and do stuff. My mom, you know, was trying to get me in out in the community. And she's a single mom. So I was in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. And I, I went to they had they used to have these things at this park uh, in South Central called Jesse Owens Park, and it, it would be like Mentor Saturdays where all the kids would come together and it was a big social event and we would all play basketball and do stuff and they had a three point shooting contest and I'm nine years old and I'm going against like 14, 15 year old kids and I won the three point shooting contest and they the, the prize of this was going to a professional basketball game now keep in mind I don't know anything but outside of Michael Jordan at this point. I'm young. I wasn't like in the South. We watch football and we play baseball and what, you know, basketball wasn't really a thing, but Michael Jordan was the man in the nineties. And this is 1998. He's coming off his like last championship, 99, somewhere in there. And uh, so I win the contest and I'm nine years old and I'm so excited. And they say, you get two tickets to a basketball game. And they say tonight Clippers versus Minnesota. And all the kids laugh. Clippers. Ah oh, man, we don't want that. I keep in mind these are poor ass kids who don't have enough money <laughs> to go to a professional basketball game, so they shouldn't be laughing. But kids are stupid, and so they all laugh at me. And they say, "You going to the Clipper game, man? You didn't win nothing. Clippers suck." Oh, no, 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 no. You know, Clippers. Oh, it's the other team, man. We nobody cares about the Clippers. And at this time, they were correct. The Clippers had not won anything, and so uh, they still haven't won a championship. But we're at least a viable franchise now but yeah. back then it, it it was nothing it was bad it was the they were the always the last team in the league every year in movies they would make jokes oh he's a clippers fan oh worse worse than a killer or whatever you know whatever <laughs> they say uh but um so i won the tickets to the game and i'm excited because i ain't never been to a professional basketball game before and then i get home and i tell my mom Ma, I got two tickets to the Clipper game. We can go to the Clipper game now. She said, "Oh, that's great. Yeah, we'll go tonight. We'll go to the clip. We'll go to the basketball game." And at the time, she was dating this man. And you know how when you're a kid and your mom is dating some dude that ain't your daddy, and you got that man, you ain't my daddy. Man. You ain't my, <laughs> you know, you got that you ain't my daddy syndrome. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't tell me shit, man. My daddy will beat your ass. You don't get my, you, don't, you ain't my daddy. And so, I he also lifelong. Laker fan. He's from Pomona. Lifelong Laker fan. I already don't ha- love him. He's a great guy, by the way. He, he was in my life for a long time. He's my brother's dad. Good guy. But at that time, he wasn't my daddy, and he still ain't. <laughs> and uh, 
and so he uh, he laughs. The Clippers, man, the Clippers suck. Blah, blah, blah. I said, bro, I already don't like you. And another thing, and and also, just because you just did that, I am vowing right now that I'm gonna be a Clipper fan for the rest of my life, not knowing the trauma and pain that I was signing myself <laughs> up for at that point. But they I sucker vowed, you in at nine, and then yeah, you know. I, I vow, I vow, I dedicated my life to this organization. And uh, you know we on our way up right now, man. We you know I just love you that Clipper. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I just love that your Clipper fandom has a villain origin story. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. truly, what you just described is actually the perfect outline of a sports movie. Like we have, yeah. like what Alonzo was saying. You have your 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 sport, and then a specific team behind it. But then you have this personal story threading through, and. The idea of like the underdog and all of that, yeah, like yeah. those are all crucial components of a this good is, sports tale. This, this yeah. is Nick Hornby's Fever Pitch, not the shitty American <laughs> remake. But the I love good, Fever Pitch. Yeah, the good British one with uh, Colin Firth. I love sports movies. Like I'm not a sports super sports fan. I definitely grew up watching a lot because you know one TV and my dad and brother apparently own the remote. Actually, my mother is a huge baseball fan. I don't know why I'm trying to like gender that, but, um, but sports movies are so satisfying in so many ways because it's like a rom-com, right? Like, you know, the shape of the story you're going to get. Like, I know if I'm watching a sports movie, I'm not watching it with the thought of like, I bet these guys lose at the end because in the rare times they do, if they're like, all right, we came in second, like that's still the exciting lesson they learned and i love any movie that centers around a ragtag group of misfits <laughs> which is most sports movies like sports movies love like oh like it's the bad news bears of it right the yeah. idea of oh this disparate range of kids and then like some sort of coach that is like begrudging doesn't want to be there and yet when they're all together magic lessons start being learned magic starts to happen and those are the moments where i fully understand being a sports fan because there is something about like um overcoming or being the underdog that like rises to the top like it's just a satisfying arc oh yeah and, yeah and some of the best docs out there like hoop dreams is one of my favorite sports movies and it's not a narrative like yeah. but it is a narrative you know like they're just ugh. It's good stuff. I can only watch Hoop Dreams. I've, I've watched Hoop Dreams twice, and that's it for me. It's just too sad. And then you Google what what happened to everybody, oh, and it gets no. even damn sadder. No. <laughs> and I remember, I remember watching it much closer to when it came out, and so mm. it was still like promise. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I'm with mm. you on that. Wait, what? So do you guys have any A, any favorite sports movies, and B, any favorite athletes that became actors? Ooh. Um, well, for, for sports movies, I'm a big Slapshot fan. That's a funny movie. <gasps> yes, funny. you brought up hockey. Yes. Minnesota, like, what's up? Hilarious movie, and I think a movie about... It, it is it is a ragtag, ragtag, you know, group of people. But I think it's about sort of larger issues in terms of it's about men not wanting to grow up. And it's about, you know, 
who's who's really making the money at it whose expense and you know stuff like that and i'm not saying that like a straight ahead just like our championship season kind of sports movie can't also be great but i i like it if they can you know throw in some like north dallas 40 is you know it's yeah. it is it is, people think of it as oh it's a sort of sexy 70s romp but it's really damning about the business of pro football you know yeah. and, and and it gets into that stuff as well so i think if you can give me that and some gridiron action like you know where we're, we're happening i think the best uh the best sports movies for me are the ones that the sports look look legitimate and look realistic mm. so where they hire real uh so just like you said slap shot uh that was fun north dallas 40 was fun but this clips they didn't have it's like they didn't have the budget to give them <laughs> good football and it was right. the 70s so even football didn't really have the budget back then but uh <laughs> What are movies you think that, that you look at and go, oh, they clearly hired an expert to make these sports scenes look good? Uh, Blue Chips. I was watching mm. Blue Chips recently. Uh, well, see, it's not that they just hired experts. All those players were either current college or former college, like just got out of college mm. at that plate. Uh, my favorite athlete to actor, uh, Shaq is great in everything. Uh, Shaq is just Stop an extremely <laughs> he's he's hilarious. He's he's such a funny dude. I I it's love LeBron on the court. Him. Yeah, I love LeBron on the court. I don't like LeBron uh, in film. Uh, and uh, who else? Rick Fox is the probably the most beautiful man ever to grace the planet. Agreed. So, yeah, Agreed. He's, yep, yep. he's Wait, great. Do I hit uh, a button? Yes. My new favorite jock turned actor is Namdi Asamoah. Oh yeah, uh, Namdi's great. So great in Sylvie's Love. Yeah. Nambi's okay, wait. Great. I want to know Iffies. My my I movie, mean, by the way, would be A League of Their Own. Just to spit out. That okay. would be so funny. Please go. Yeah, I mean, mine mine is harder because I feel like it's cheating because mine is, of course, going to be a sports entertainer, uh, which is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, mm -hmm. But like, if I had to go clear sports, I think Carl's on the money for uh, Shaq. I, I love Shazam. I loved him in Steel. The movies themselves, but him, <laughs> him, he killed it. He he, he did the job. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it is it is funny because, uh, you know, Carl brought up, uh, you know, uh, my newest favorite uh, player, LeBron. James, uh, who, uh, who, like, who is yeah, funny is, in Trainwreck? I want to defend yeah, him. He's funny yeah, in Trainwreck. Yeah, train oh yeah, he's he's great. It's funny I've because he's better. he's kind of. Oh. I feel like Braun likes to ham it up. Spoken like, like he, a he Clipper that, like, fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, if he'll tell you, I was I was a oh, yeah. huge what they call us Braun sexuals. I was a huge <laughs> Braun sexual. Since he got drafted, since 2003, I was the biggest LeBron fan. Because as a Clipper fan, you got to pick another team because we're never going to be past the playoffs. <laughs> so you got to pick, you know, somebody else to root for. And I wasn't going to root for the Lakers, so yeah. I was, I was like, well, shit, I got to root for LeBron James, and I rooted for him. And then he, he, he went to the dark side. He gotcha. chose the easy way gotcha. out. <laughs> he didn't want no challenge. He could have. Everybody said, well, he just wanted to come to LA. LA's got two teams. He didn't want to. <laughs> The distance between Staples Center to Warner Brothers is the same whether you plan for the Clippers or whether you plan for the Lakers. All right, all right, all right. Look, calm down, everyone on the pod. We're going to take a break. And over the break, like I teased last week, I'll reveal something hidden and secret about myself. Buckle up. Ify, we're here for you, and and we're here for the listeners too, and the listeners are here for us, and that's a thing that that I think all of us have come to really appreciate. You guys and gals and uh, folks and sibs and everybody out there listening, I, I'm trying to keep up with the young people's terminology. Y'all are you're great. doing great, Alonzo. I yeah, know, right? I'm young. Yes, thank you. Grandpa's <laughs> kicking it here. 
you guys keep this thing rolling uh we get such wonderful feedback from all of our listeners whether it's you know calls in to the hotline you know your emails we hear from you on twitter uh you know occasionally we'll screw something up and you'll let us know about it but you're always really nice about it which is such a so rare nice. thing on the internet um yeah. So yeah, it is an this is an audience supported show, but we want you to know that this is a an audience supporting show, if you know what I mean. Ooh, uh, I like you guys that. like that remix. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all y'all make this thing happen, but we like to think that we're making it all happen for you. It reminds me of uh, producer Casey here of when Drea recommended she thought it would be a good idea to have an American Psycho musical and I would say we got received oh no less God. than 8,000 emails <laughs> saying there is an American Psycho email or American musical. Psycho musical and uh, but everyone was so kind so polite oh, they and I just wanted me to know that Duncan Sheik they, had they, written this and that I would probably yes. enjoy it it was not a like one up men thing it was not a know it all people hey, Dummy. so psyched right they heard it and they weren't trying to correct me they were like oh are you going to be so happy to hear about this american psycho musical and i was and casey the exact count was over nine thousand. it was over nine thousand. <laughs> oh, <excuse laughs> yeah. oh my gosh so i don't know people. if if drea intentionally made that dragon ball z reference but it made me happy Nonetheless. Oh, I'm so. What was the wait? What's the Dragon Ball Z reference? What did I do? uh, Yeah. Yeah, when when Vegeta sees the uh, you know Goku power up and he's checking his power levels, he goes, "His power levels are over nine thousand and it's like one of the biggest catchphrases of Wait, for real? Dragon wow. Ball Z. Yeah, no, that's the, uh, so you weren't doing that on purpose, but that oh was a Dragon God. Ball no, Z. No, no, that was, no, 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 that was definitely something I think I'm gonna get tattooed on my body, but I want to get it in Latin, but I don't trust people on the internet enough to know if anyone will have it it correctly in Latin. I'm saying that in this ad because I know, (laughs) I know people who listen to our show, there are some Latin nerds in there and I expect them (laughs) to say it in the Facebook group. Help Iffy out. It's that same thing. They helped me with American Psycho Musical. Now they can help you with the Latin. I'm also touching on that the range of what we talk about is so um, references the listeners of the show that that we have people who are going to equally appreciate your Dragon Ball Z and then our American Psycho musical and oh, yeah. then you know some whatever amazing deep dark dive Alonzo takes us on before yeah, the I full will say, yeah I oh, will yeah. say the relationship we have with the listeners is like it's really special like the fact like we. It, they really do influence the show unlike other podcasts that I listen to like the the listeners are a part of this show not just in like financially supporting the show which is huge and pivotal and necessary for this show to exist but also just like you know the hotline people call in with like the I couldn't come up with the questions no. yeah. that these yeah. people come up with for the show they're so clever and so funny and it was like something we were going to start doing once in a while but pretty soon we started doing it every week because everyone's questions were so amazing and just locked in yeah, and that's what just makes down us... really interesting rabbit holes and we appreciate oh, yes that. 
Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's it's always super fun. And I mean, even now when y'all are helping us figure out what the new name will be, uh, yes. this, especially this very direct shout out I want to give to Richard Crespo who DM'd me today saying, I stopped freeloading and increased my max fund contribution oh. and added your pod, which is great. Oh, that's Continued awesome. success. I have a suggested name for your pod. Where do you send it? I'm sorry, Richard, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll if take your money this, Richard, anyway. It's too yes. late. Yes. Uh, but thank you so much, Richard. That's so awesome. And yeah. if you do uh, just a few uh, things here to for the people who become members of uh, Maximum Fun at $5 a month, you get all this bonus content, like mm -hmm. hours and hours of bonus content that you can't otherwise listen to. You can listen to our episode where uh, the gang talks about Fant uh, talks about uh, Harlem Nights with Fantai, mm -hmm. um, which was just Capping so much off fun. Capping the collection. That's correct. Yes. The third in the collection. So you need to get the whole collection. Uh, at $10 a month, you get a Max Fun membership card and you get our pin. You can get our pin, which is, if you tell them about this pin, what's going on with this pin? Oh, man. Uh, the, the pin is tight. Uh, I, I want y'all to I want y'all to see how tight this pen is and like look this this year it's it's you know you know we've we switched up the name which I like because it is something so specific to us uh, and, and so specific to the year we had last year with snap it up on physical media you get a cool it looks like a little blu-ray player and uh, and I and I think you'll like it uh, and it'll accompany your your uh, for the thirsty pen if you supported yes. last time, so uh, so look, I I, I for I, I'm curious too. Uh, tweet uh, tweet at us on the at the Max Fund or the uh, Ify Dre Alonzo Twitter, so that uh, Case Dog can retweet it. And I want to see who has the most pins from our show specifically. Mm. That'd be guys, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, uh, please uh, refrain from sending any McElroy pins. Y'all can keep that <laughs> if it's for our show. Send it to us. We so love the, the we love the Macaroons, but we're just in a blood feud with yeah, them yeah, right yeah. now. So and Travis I, yes, knows what he's they, done. They know what they did. <laughs> Ify, I'm sorry. Do we have time to say your dark secret oh, in this break? Oh, 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 oh no! Oh, it was no. almost about to come out in my mouth. Oh, no. I can't. We gotta get. Yeah, we gotta get oh. back to the show. Okay. So, so, well, yeah. people can uh, support our show by going to maximumfund.org/slash forward slash join. All right, let's get back to the show. I'm sorry, I was just trying to give the secret, but. Next time. Welcome back to the Untitled Ify Drea Alonzo Project. I'm your host, Ify Wadiway. In the studio with me are. Drea Clark. Carl Tart. Alonzo Duralde. And today, we're talking about Space Jam. Carl, would you mind providing us with a brief synopsis? All right, so the year is 1994. Michael Jordan has just won his third championship. His father, uh, wait, hold on. The movie is the movie. This is two years after his father was killed. It is, yes. He was killed in 1993. Okay, so I was, I was trying. I was like, wait, when did his dad die? Okay, so 1993, Michael Jordan's father is killed. Michael Jordan decides that he is going to retire from basketball. He's won his third championship. His dad was there for the third championship. He got to see it. He makes up. He he's still in his prime. Michael Jordan's only been in the league for ten years at this point. It's very young in the career of a basketball player, but he is retiring at the top of his game. Uh, he decides he's gonna retire, and they say, well, "What are you gonna do now, Michael? You're gonna run Michael Jordan Steakhouse in Chicago. You're gonna be the manager there." Uh, and he said, "No, I'm going to play professional baseball." Everybody immediately in unison shits their pants, and he. 
uh, it, it's hilarious. This is where the funny starts in the film. Hold on, Carl Tart, are you gonna walk us through every single minute of this movie <laughs> in our synopsis? Because I was like, oh shit, he didn't even okay. mention yet how this is like Looney Tunes. Really. The, the, oh, the yeah. brief synopsis is gonna be longer than the movie. <laughs> oh sorry, 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 I forgot to I say mean, brief synopsis. I, I thought you wanted I the whole won't. thing. I won't deny. I'd probably rather listen to you talk no, me through this, this is, movie. You're telling it better than the film does. But So a brief synopsis is Michael Jordan gets stolen by some Looney Tunes to help them uh, play a basketball game against uh, Moron Mountain, uh, the Monstars from Moron Mountain, who have stolen the powers of other NBA players, other great NBA players like Larry Johnson, Charles Barkley, Muggsy Bogues, Patrick uh, Ewing, Patrick Ewing, and... Sean Bradley, for some reason, Sean Bradley, bless his heart, he uh, seven foot six, one of the tallest guys to ever play basketball. But he was never known as like one of the greatest in the league. He was a good shot blocker. This was this was the most dominant token casting I've ever seen. Of we need a white player. Is there yeah. one that looks physically different than the rest of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that had to be what it was. It had to be just because Sean Bradley at the time was the tallest guy in the league. Yeah. And so at seven foot six, uh, and shout out to Sean Bradley. I hope he's doing okay. He actually recently just had an accident. Somebody hit oh, him no. while he was riding his bike, and he's paralyzed now. So that's very unfortunate. It's uh. happened recently. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so shout out to him. But in this movie, he was in, and he got his powers taken. I guess his power was being tall, and <laughs> well, all these other guys. And so they steal the power. They become the monsters, and they hire Michael Jordan, who's the best, to. Uh, to help them win the game. The Looney like Tunes it. do. Um, Ify, I want to know why you chose this. Because obviously we're doing this as part of the Ify Chikude collection. And I had never seen this before. Uh, many, several of these, a couple of these films have been new to me. Um, So can you give us your like official, like, what would be the fancy description of why this movie is, is you know... The fancy uh, a gem was in your collection. Yeah. The fancy description for this movie is that this is a a foreshadowing as to uh, the eventual uh, road that these movies uh, will all end up going down with. Uh, you know the 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 reboots and the and the mm. you know and the like Avengersation of these movies. Uh, <laughs> Yes, definitely a term. Yeah, definitely yeah. something uh, people say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I I think this movie is is just was fun in the sense that it 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 was like this early kind of take on something that I think happens way more often now, which is like, okay, what's the most popular guy outside of film? What's the most you know? What's the most? Let's put them all in a movie and see if it can make a bunch of money, and it worked. And now we're we're entering entering an era where it happens often and it doesn't necessarily pay off the same way. Uh, so it was fun to see it. Also, this was a movie. I loved growing up. The soundtrack was good. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I definitely, uh, definitely, uh, keep forgetting, uh, the conflict everyone is forced with, with watching this movie, because I believe I can fly is probably one of the most, uh, perfect ballads ever written and written by one of the most evil men ever. I had, <laughs> I had such, so like, yeah, I believe I can fly is literally playing as the movie starts. And I was like, Ooh, R. R. Kelly's sliding us right in here. But let me tell you, 
the red flags that hit me biggest in this movie that I was like, oh, I don't know if I feel good about this is when Bugs Bunny finds Michael Jordan to like pitch his plea of we need oh you know, yeah we've, we've kidnapped you essentially to come play for us and we've already watched these alien creatures go and predominantly pick out black men that they have like <laughs> stolen and then bugs bunny uses the term slavery like four times and i was like oh my gosh i don't know where to look like it yes, was please so... keep explaining slavery to the no! main, the yes, principal please. black character in the film i insist these aliens like come into the home like comes into the space of these men take them I mean, even if it's just their, like, talent. Um, it made me super uncomfortable to hear Bugs Bunny talk about slavery to Michael Jordan. But on the other side of it, I had, I love the the athletes that they have in this. I didn't realize that it what, that there were going to be other basketball players highlighted. I thought it was just Michael Jordan. And there's some great, like, group comedy stuff with the guys that are left behind. Uh, minus Charles Barkley. And I was like, I want an entire ESPN 30 for 30, 30 on 30, whatever. That's just about why like Barkley refused to shoot the group stuff. And they had to do whole separate, like, this is Charles Barkley wandering around without his talent. Because I'm like, that, I, it can't just be scheduling. <laughs> yeah. Nah, well, back then, the NBA was very much like, I don't know if those dudes got along as much as they do now. And I think that's why old, old heads love to say like man these these guys are all friends now back in our <laughs> days like you never played sir but uh, <laughs> uh they uh, yeah maybe charles Barkley was just like oh i want to hang out with them guys on the, <laughs> on the basketball movie an so, impeccable uh, charles barkley yes. Carl oh, Tarts. Bravo. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this, yeah well, this is a movie whose reputation i think is solely lives on the backs of people who loved it when they were eight Oh, yeah. Like, uh, honestly, I think if you were over the age of 15, you know, 20, when this film came out, like, you can never embrace it. And I I'm one of those people, unfortunately. And, I, you know, like, <laughs> I, I grew up steeped in Looney Tunes. Like, I used to watch the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour on Saturday mornings. And then, like, you would, you know, they there would be different ones rerun during the week. And this was back when they, they didn't, they by the 70s, they'd stopped showing the really racist ones on television. Mm -hmm. But they were still showing all the explosions and all of the really violent shit that they would then also stop showing until they finally decided it was too hard to trim them down. And here's the Tiny Tunes instead, you know, um, so I, I love these characters. I love this world and the notion of it. But this movie is terrible. If I'm sorry, <laughs> it's, it drags on. There, there's a fun short in here, and there are fun like commercials in here. But it as started a feature, as a commercial, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and so did Ted Lasso. So like, I mean, you can turn right. the a concept that's a, that, that's for a TV spot into something grander. But this is just like. It's just a very long commercial, and it's uh, yeah. I, I I'm I was amazed. I, I thought okay, so many people love this movie because they saw it when they were eight. Surely I missed something the first time around because I did see it for some reason. And uh, so I was looking at it, I was like, oh no, no, this is even worse than I remember it being because it it sucks the life out of the Looney Tunes, and it's just as a movie, it just mostly lies there. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, uh, it's still held up, and it probably yeah. is just that young, that that young mind that I had, because it was just kind of like it, it was just playing on the archetypes. And I think the thing to to remember about Looney Tunes, or as old heads might call it, Merry Melodies, uh, is that there has been many generations within it, and I think this one encapsulated the generation of Looney Tunes I grew up with. So mm-hmm. everything was hidden for me on point. I think uh, much like uh, all my feelings about movies that matches my favorite things like. Like kaiju or looney tunes with humans the human parts do felt feel flat but there but also there's something about this movie that was so 90s that was endearing like the basketball jones song was so <laughs> ridiculous and see, but i'm like yep i remember that because they were just kind of playing on that boys to men like deep voice guy mm-hmm. who's telling you and then the and then i was like the joke where like uh the Patrick Ewing is at the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist is uh, is kind of implying that his dick can't get hard. I yeah. was like, oh, I didn't catch that one. I saw this movie at the Silver Screen Movie Theater in, in Biloxi, Mississippi at Edgewater Mall in 1996. I was seven years old uh, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, that movie theater also, uh, it was like Alamo Draft House where they serve food. You get like you you sat at a table at a round table. It's good for kids' birthday parties. You sat at a round table and you ate pizza and drank coke and stuff <laughs> that like that. Sounds horrible. That shit was tight. That shit was tight. If you back to the screen, like, I can't, it's not I can't imagine just seeing these kids eating pizza while I'm trying to watch the Irishman. It's not horrible yeah. for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, kids don't. love it. But uh, I, I caught a couple of a couple yucks in this movie that I don't yeah. remember <laughs> from being a kid on the rewatch that I was like, that's yeah. funny. Like when Wayne yeah. Knight comes in and he's like, oh, get your hands on, lace up your Nikes, grab your Wheaties and your Gatorade. We'll pick up a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. Like just all of his endorsements. And Michael Jordan just looks at him like, come on, man. Like, okay. Speaking I love of Michael that. Jordan, Michael Jordan was great in this. I was expecting, and maybe it's my... Uh, my expectations were so low, but he was much more charismatic and comfortable in his skin than I thought he'd be, particularly since he's doing so much green screen work yeah. by the end. Yeah. And I I mean, like, this movie is a mess of eyelines. Like, there's so many things in this. And I was like, you were drawing half these characters. How are they not looking in the right direction? But Michael Jordan was a great fulcrum for this. And he has, so, I mean, he's beautiful. He's like early 30s in this that's just what like i was this. gonna say is th- that's the other thing i kind of picked up this time that i never noticed before is michael jordan is looking uh, fine as yes. hell <laughs> like, like he is shredded like i don't remember as a kid seeing this man be like he had so many he had a shirt, shirt this scene that i was <laughs> yeah. like oh my like, oh damn yeah. all right mike i see you mike King when he was still his when he was still his no I was gonna say just for a non actor who's acting who's doing a lot of like you said work opposite looking at a tennis ball he is very natural and very charismatic and yeah he's you know he 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 I don't know if he needed a trainer but he definitely you know was like doing push ups for this movie I mean well, you know they have full athlete at this yeah. point like. <laughs> they have full runs on set so he had a gym built on the uh, Warner Brothers lot while they were filming and all the guys like not just the dudes that were in the movie but because you know all, all NBA players in the offseason come to LA to uh, hang out you know they cheat come on to, their they, wives yeah. yeah come to LA cheat on their wives I mean what else I mean what what, what am I going to do yeah. if I play if I play for the Pistons you think I'm going to be in Detroit in the summer cheating on my wife no I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to LA and cheat on my wife yeah. I don't want no Detroit woman I did watch I had been putting it off I did finally watch the trailer for the new Space Jam after watching this and it's like 
Okay. Now that's gonna be bad. That's gonna be bad because oh, yeah. now I'm 32. Yeah, yeah, I have no, I have no dog in the hunt of, of you know, like am I yay or nay on, on the, the, the lead? But I, I do have a thing about like, really, we're gonna throw in Baby Jane Hudson and the Droogs from A Clockwork Orange? Yeah, that's like, such what? a weird choice. Like, even yeah. like, you know, even if we, you know go aside from the Pepe Le Pew and, you know, just the kind of like hypocrisy of that. I mean, like what would they offer in a basketball? Well, for, I, whatever. I'll say again, I, I don't, I'm only going to watch the new one if we talk about it. So I'll probably have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, go ahead, I give do ready. think there is something interesting there of the idea of digging into the Warner archives in a similar way that in this one, you get into Looney Tuneville and like, you thanks Casey says we are going to be discussing it. All right. <laughs> Fandango me a ticket. But <laughs> the idea of like in this one, we do get that scene where we see a ton of Looney Tunes that we don't see. There's something fun about that. So I don't know how they'll be incorporating that. If there's a cool thing other than just a weird ready player one of having them around. Uh, yeah. But if they're like if they're wandering through the archive and there's different characters from different eras and all sorts of things if it's incorporated in a f- well, fun they're, they're, unique they're way in the, they're in the bleachers at the basketball yeah game. but they might we don't know if in the movie they might show up in in other ways there was one other joke in this that i really loved which was a shot at disney where they were like uh i feel like we should call the team the ducks and <laughs> he said what kind of Mickey Mouse company would do that <laughs> or something like that? And that was, you know, this movie came out three years after the Anaheim Mighty they Ducks. They even mentioned Anaheim, I think, in that joke. Like, the yeah. button on it is like, that's like putting a hockey team in Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I think I think one of the subtler jokes in this movie is that the Danny DeVito character is kind of sort of supposed to be Walt Disney. Oh, like, I think, yeah. I think Moron Mountain is intended yes. to be a goof on, like, the Disney theme parks. That's oh, just a thought. That's I'm, great. Yeah. You changed it. You you changed our lives, Alonzo. <laughs> and thank you. F- and with that, let's give our final review of Space Jam. So the ranking system here, Carl, for our movies are: Would you snap it up on physical media, being the highest because you own it, stream it, or skip it? Let's start with uh, you. Oh me? Yeah, yeah. You okay. Are- um, snap it up on physical media. Like, <laughs> sell it as an NFT. What yeah. is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I I I mean, I, I don't listen, understand th- it, and I'm and I love just not even trying to. Like I'm just like I'm gonna <laughs> let that. I'm gonna let that be the younger kids of Twitter. That's y'all thing. Yeah. Uh, this uh this film is is very nostalgic for me. Uh, it was fun when I watched it the first time. Watching it again for this for this uh movie helped me out understand some of the for this podcast helped me out uh with you know hearing some of the jokes that I missed as a child. And I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I, I chuckled a few times. Also, uh, one thing I didn't like was how they had the Great Western Forum, which is in the city of Inglewood. Uh, they had it right next to the ocean, which is not there. So they basically <laughs> just like CGI'd out the low bottoms, uh, which is the area that's uh, right near there. So uh, that was crazy to see that. Uh, but I really enjoyed, uh, you know, the rewatch. I'd be I'd be lying if I said I got through the whole thing. I went and bought that comic book, uh, but I remembered it at that point. Uh, and uh, I, I'll stream it. I'll stream it. I'll, I'll stream it. Wow! This is amazing. Okay. Wow. Okay. Mm. Well, Drea, what do you have for us? 
I mean, it's really hard to top that. I, I do want to say the one other point of this movie is that Bill Murray has a role in this that was as unexpected to me as when I just recently watched for the very first time Wild Things in the last year. Bill Murray also popped up in that. <laughs> and I had the same, what the shit is Bill Murray doing? <laughs> um, but I adore Iffy and his collection, but skip this movie. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's not, it's not good. I'm, I'm grateful for anyone who has nostalgic ties to it. Treasure those, treasure this. Maybe don't revisit it if you want to just have the good feelings of what you remember it being. It did not work for me. I will, however, stare at Michael Jordan as much as possible. So for I'll put a 90 minute running time of just watching like Hanes commercials or something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. Ouch. But fair. <laughs> now, Alonzo, let's let's have you round this review. Oh, uh, yeah, like so much of the Ifichikude collection, this um, this screams skip it to me. But I will say, because this movie now has managed to carve out this weird place in popular culture where, again, the people who saw it when they're eight are making the rest of us take it sort of seriously or treat it like it's something that, that uh, had some place in movie history. I mean, like, stream parts of it, maybe watch... <laughs> the last half of the game, you know, at the end, just to get a feel for what it is they're doing here. And, you know, it, it, for me, it's it, at its best moments. It's one of those movies where the movie that's in my head is sort of getting me through the movie that isn't in my head in terms of like, I, I'm visualizing the best possible version of how you could take somebody like Michael Jordan, who is like, transcends sports and becomes like an actual pop culture figure, you know, in, in various realms and then marry them to the sort of uh, wacky anarchy of the Looney Tunes characters, which I think this film never quite gets to that place of, but I can at least uh, during a lull, we'll think about what that would look like, but yeah, overall skip it. It's not good. And if you like it, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's that thing of like, is it a classic or was I eight? You were eight. It well, is a classic, which is why I'm telling like you to snap him. it up on on physical <laughs> media. There are some movies that sit with you, uh, uh, and I don't think I, I I don't think I think it is just the movies that affect you because there are probably some people who pop on Citizen Kane and pop it off and say this shit is trash. Why am I watching it? I watch things in color. They're very similar <laughs> movies. Yeah, yeah. So you know your Citizen Kanes, yeah. your what have you. I think there are many movies that people are like, oh, this, I I missed the the time on this. I feel that way when i watch princess bride i'm like i get why this is popping but i missed the time for this uh space jam i did not miss the time for this i was right on time for this carl may say stream it but i say you know get it get it get it on uh you know on 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 there is this the a good movie would i even classify this as a perfect movie like pacific rim no <laughs> is it a movie with michael jordan lola bunny and bugs yes do you have to turn the volume down on certain parts of your movie because of things that people uh, who contributed to this movie have done uh, in, in broad day because of the police's lack of interest in crimes against black women? Sure. 
You talking about Lola Bunny's boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how I'll turn often, my TV down. How often have you revisited it in your life, Ify? I mean, like this what? may have been the first time I revisited, and I may have been <laughs> I may have stand be dying on this hill because it has already yes. been written in uh burned into wood on the first volume of the Ify Chikude collection. You were eight. Ify was eight. Ify was eight. I was seven. Don't age me, Alonzo. And uh, forgive me. And this uh, this is the first time I revisited it too since since Christmas '96 when I got it on on VHS. All right, uh, whew, this is spicing up with some good discussion, but we do have to take a quick break because we have to talk to y'all about something fun, Max Fun. We, we touched on how the listeners affect the show, but I think that the show itself, it, it reflects back of how much freedom we have to do whatever nonsense we want to do. Case in point, <laughs> the movie we are currently discussing, um, <laughs> or the idea of us deciding like, you know what, let's just hand the reins over to Ify to choose three films that we are going to give <laughs> serious, studious attention to. And that's because we're supported by our listeners. Like it's our community who's funding things and not sort of corporate overlords. Um, I'm always available for overlord uh, check-in if they want, but the, you know, like we get to talk about things that people don't and we get to both take things seriously that are not normally given any kind of legitimacy and uh, we make ridiculousness of things that are. And I, I certainly appreciate that. I feel like it resonates oh, on the yeah. outside as well. As a white guy who does way too many movie podcasts, I can attest that there are way too many movie podcasts with white guys on them. <laughs> um, but what's exciting about this one is I know that every week I'm going to be talking to, uh, you know, some smart, fascinating, insightful women and people of color and people from different backgrounds and people who know way too much about movies and people who maybe don't know a ton about movies, but they know what they like and they know what's fun and they know what moves them. And so the conversations on this show just always feel fresh and exciting to me i'm thrilled to be a part of them i'm so happy that i've gotten to you know sort of land this gig at maximum fun but also that we have this amazing audience that is here for it and wants to hear more of what we want to talk about i and i certainly don't pretend to speak for all women though i will i'm also available for that along with corporate <laughs> just all midwestern or mid women though yes i do speak I for do. Them, oh right? i definitely okay. I speak for everyone in the midwest <laughs> regardless of background. But I, I also As like the idea that with um between the three of us that every single time we talk about a movie, I know for certain that I'm getting a perspective from um, someone whose point of view is completely different than mine and who is either part of sort of marginalized representation in an, in a unique way. Like, I love that. It's not anything that I think is sort of foot forward with what we're doing, but it just naturally comes to our point of views. And that's, I think, something really special about our show. There's not, normally if it's, you get, there's no tokenism here because we are all tokens. <laughs> like, it's just a nice, a nice uh, smattering of, uh, of range here. And I really... I love that because you guys are constantly saying things that I'm either agreeing with or saying, what? Where did you, how? 
<laughs> I think I, I I think something really just great about working on this show is getting to work with Ify Drain Alonzo. I mean, they're Ooh. wonderful people in general, and so I, it's a delight to work with them. But they also are all three so thoughtful and intelligent, and I I just think it's a, this show is really unique in that you know they they come from very three very different backgrounds, and they're bringing three. You know, the three different viewpoints, but at they all come together in such a fun, kind, uh, caring way that it just makes this show such a blast to work on. And we get to make this show every week because of people who support the show. And uh, and so if if you want to keep this this uh, this beautiful podcast moving on, uh, support us at maximumfund.org slash join. And I'll yes. tell you, last year was, you know, a horror show for everybody. Truly. And so if you are somebody who is uh, maybe currently you're a $5 member and you're thinking, mm, I, you know, I, I do, I love the show and I want to keep my sport going. Don't know if I'm ready to go up to 10 or you're a $10 member. Like, mm, don't know that I can really quite kick 20. Here's the thing. You can boost. You can boost your monthly uh, uh, donation to Max Fund by a dollar, by two dollars a month, which you'll barely even notice is there. But then we get to count you as yes. a boosting member. It's yeah. as good as being new. It's as good as being upgrading. You get to be a boosting member and a literal booster. Yeah. It, is Naomi sitting in a booster seat these days? Iffy? <laughs> uh, uh, not really. She's oh, okay. so well, far be past like a, boosters. A, I'm sorry. I don't know how what a booster seat is, but everyone get in your own booster seat to boost yes. up your your input. Yes, get in your booster seat. But it's true, and we would love. I said it before, but we are a scrappy underdog. We're not one of the biggest shows. Oh, yeah. But we can use the help. And if you have if you listen to us regularly, it does make a big difference. It it makes us sort of huge. We are we're definitely supported by Maximum Fund, but it's nice to show them that we have numbers and that we have supporters. Yes. And and a huge chunk of what you give, if you indicate that it's one, our show is the one or one of the ones, it comes to us. So it really does make a difference and mean a lot. That's right. All right. Um, Ify, I think it's time. Oh, yeah. If you're, Ify, if you're that, ready. Is that your secret that you no, wanted? Oh, yeah. To, I'm, My deep, dark secret. Sometimes I read his mind. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, um, yeah. Here, we're so here for you, though, dude. Yeah. Don't worry. It's fine. It's, um, it's a secret I've been uh, holding on to for a little while now, uh, and um, and it's time that the truth comes to light. Um, and so, uh, Molly, if you're listening, I did fart under the covers, uh, <laughs> and you know, I I was like, "Yo, what's that stank out of nowhere? Uh, light, you know, light throwing the ball in the air, you know, wondering if you'd catch it and take the blame." Uh, but indeed, uh, I was the farter. In that situation, huh. you Dutch ovened your girlfriend. How dare wow. you? Oh my. Uh, I didn't realize this was going to be so hyper specific to one person. I yeah, like, yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm. Thank you, Ify. I'm sure that wasn't easy. It was very hard. Yeah, I'm we appreciate your candor. Um, every. Um, it's a weight yeah. off your back and yeah. your colon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well. Thank you to everyone who has supported our show. Uh, stick around to the end of the show. We're going to uh, say the uh, four nominees for our new name. Ooh. But in the meantime, guys, today is the last day. It is like, if you're listening to this, the day it is released, it is the last day 
for the max fund drive. And it's, it's important to uh, contribute during this time because we kind of base our monetary calendar for the whole year based on what we receive during the pledge drive. So please give now uh, yeah. at MaximumFun.org slash join. Also, just uh, just know it's the only way you can complete the Ifichikude collection. That That's is so right. Your tongue is wet and moist now after tasting the first two. Just know there's only one way to taste the last morsel. Uh, finish that meal. Welcome back to the Untitled Ify Dre and Alonzo Project. I'm your host, Ify Wadiway. In the studio with me are Alonzo Duralde, Carl Tart, Drea Clark. And today, we have an email submitted to our hotline, and it's from John in Los Angeles. Hey, y'all. I just had my birthday this week. As part of my celebration, I did my yearly rewatch of Orson Welles' great quasi-documentary, F for fake. Nice. It's about an infamous art forger in Ibiza whose biographer also traffics in forgery. It's a brilliant, it's brilliant, and I catch something new every rewatch. What birthday film traditions do you all have? Do you rewatch any old favorite? Do a movie marathon? Treat yourself to a big bucket of popcorn in the pre-pandemic times? Love the show, and thank you for being a highlight of my Friday mornings. Uh sorry, John, for casting you as black in that read. Um that's what came to me when I chose to read that. Uh, that that That's how you felt it in the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't don't apologize. Don't apologize for casting anyone black. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, happy birthday, John. Yes. Um. This is great. I feel like we're all minus Carl Tart people who might have like movie related birthday things. Yeah. I know I certainly do. Like largely, one of them isn't a like I like to go to the movies on my birthday and like go with as many people as possible because there's something very eventy feeling about sharing that space. Not to rub in that, of course, I did not get to do that this year, <laughs> but I am, I for sure have like my birthday viewings and I love romances for my birthday, whether or not I am watching them by myself or with anyone else. Um, I, that's my that's my thing. If it's like I think I've rewatched Roman Holiday on numerous birthdays because I have a deep love for Gregory Peck that will transcend space and time. Um, the Joe Wright Pride and Prejudice I've seen so many times. If his whole face just froze no, 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 like I'm I gave him Botox, like everything <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying is like, like okay. oh, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. yeah. He's taking no. notes. Okay, good. I mean, I just, you know, that's my, those are some uh, of mine. I mean, I have had, you know, over the course of being a film critic, there are times when, when your birthday is in the middle of the week, you have a screening that you have to go to that night, which I always sort of yeah. resent. Like, hey, it's my birthday. Like, I, I remember back in the, in the 90s having to go to the press screening of Encino Man on my birthday. Um, but I have willingly gone to the movies on my birthday. And it's usually not a thing that I had necessarily planned it, but that was the night it's showing. And so what the heck, we'll do it. So like, I remember, I know Dave and I went to a repertory screening of a, a comedy that I really love called Smile uh, that they were doing one time at the Egyptian. 
Mansion. Uh, I've been to the New Beverly a couple times for my birthday, both for like, or no, actually, no, one of these was another theater. It's not here anymore, but I've been to like two weekend kitty matinees for my birthday of movies I really like. One was um, from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler with uh, Ingrid Bergman based on the children's book. And then the other one was the 1993 The Secret Garden that I, I, I really I love. I love that book. Or, uh, I love the book, but also that movie. Yeah, was, I think the other movie was great. That's Alfonso Caron, right? Uh, no, no, he did A Little Princess. This was Agnieszka Holland. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, and then, but the, the weirdest birthday movie for me was going to see the four-hour uh, Sion Sono film Love Exposure, which is this uh, all-timer bonkers movie about um, superpowers and um, religious repression and uh, up-panty photography. It's it's crazy, crazy stuff. But one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. But it's a four-hour film, and it's lunacy. And uh, and that was how I spent my birthday one year, and I was very happy about that. You just described a <laughs> Tumblr page, by the way. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, yeah. What about what about you, Carl? I uh, I'm trying to. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the. Uh, I remember going to the movie that that movie theater I told y'all about. Uh, and it, the silver screen at Edgewater Mall in Biloxi, Mississippi. I remember going to the movies for my birthday because. Uh, oh, okay. Tables. Yes. Now here's the deal. This movie was not at the movies, but it was a movie that we watched on my birthday because my mom was an extra in it. But y'all remember the movie, uh, the computer that wore tennis shoes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie. It, that movie was at was on ABC. Is this but the it came yeah, out, Cameron version? Yeah, it came out around my around my sixth birthday. Wow. Yeah. I'm kind of with Carl on that in, the, in the, just the simple sense that like on my birthday, I pre am trying to figure out ways to get inebriated or have sex. Um, and I thought that, you were going to say, cause your mom was also an extra in the, yeah, 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 no, uh, <laughs> but, but I am one thing I, I'm going to give a sub answer to something you mentioned, which I do have movies. I do do annual rewatches for, and I have to rewatch the big Lebowski at least once. You might be wondering if you love the big Lebowski, why wasn't it in the, if Chakude collection because Alonzo not having seen it is is like I didn't want to force him to see it like it's it's very it's very it's such a funny trait about Alonzo to have not seen this movie that I didn't want to be like oh I'm forcing you to see it like (laughs) I want to give Alonzo if he wants to break that seal I want to give him full I want him to have full control over that if he's gonna let it come to me yeah (laughs) yeah because it is fun that is such a funny because I feel like it's just like especially because it's like a Coen Brothers thing and it's such a cult thing for Alonzo to not have seen it it cracks me up every time I think about it (laughs) all right well those are the movies thank you to everyone who has submitted a question and thank you to John for dropping that great email. The number for the hotline is 979-803-1664. Or if you want to send us an email, write at us at ifydrealonzo at maximumfun.org. Now it's time for staff picks. It could be any movie at all. Drea, why don't you start? All right. So I was thinking of sports movies that I really like. And now I have this slight feeling that I might have I've talked about this movie before, but I don't care. I'll do it again. Um, I love the movie Warrior. It is an MMA movie. Um, It is certainly nothing I expected to have a strong love for, but I really do. It's um, Tom Hardy and... Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton, thank you. And they play brothers who've been split apart. Nick Nolte is their alcoholic father. It deals with addiction. As you guys know, I've talked about that all the time. Both my difficulty watching that in film, but also my appreciation when it's handled well. Um, And it has 
I could not be less informed or care about MMA. And yet I'm aware that like the fights are great and they're also all character motivated. You get something about like one of the characters is good because he's so good at taking a punch and like what that means and how it reverberates. Anyway, I think it's just spectacular underdog story. Very meaningful warrior. It is currently apparently only on epics with an X uh, but you can probably rent it somewhere if you don't already own it on physical media. Mm-hmm. That's me. All right. What, what about you, Alonzo? So, you know, when we talked about uh, Gremlins 2, the new batch uh, a while ago with our good friend Leonard Malton, uh, I think I probably said at the time that that is the best of the like the best attempt that anybody's done of a live action Looney Tunes movie uh, that it just sort of captures that that crazy anarchy. Uh, and then I would say the second best uh, attempt at doing a live action Looney Tunes movie comes from that same director, uh, uh, Mr. Joe Dante, and that would be Looney Tunes back in action a movie that was basically made on the heels of space jam because of space Jam's success and was not as successful as space jam but as i would i would argue is a much better movie uh and i think that joe dante has much more of a vision of what looney tunes are about and how to incorporate them into other stuff and i think that the the sort of in jokes about warner brothers properties are a lot more fun um i don't know that joe pitka who did space jam you know he, he comes from like a commercial and music video background. I don't know that he really gets the Looney Tunes the way that Joe Dante does. So is Brendan Fraser in that one? Brendan Fraser is in that one, and uh, and Jenna Elfman and Joan Cusack and Steve Martin. It's not perfect. There's stuff in it that doesn't work, but I think that that like uh, laugh for laugh, it is a better take on this kind of material than Space Jam is. So also streaming on HBO Max, Looney Tunes back in action. Ooh, all right, Carl, what you got for us? Uh, So as we discussed earlier in the uh, podcast, I am not a big movie guy. I know that's going that's really going to grind some people who listen to this gears. Uh, Thanks for listening. But (laughs) I I, uh, wanted to recommend a documentary for everyone. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, but you guys just talking about the big Lebowski and talking about uh just seeing what LA looked like before yesteryear um Los Angeles plays itself as a 2003 yes. documentary and it's one of my favorite documentaries to watch not only am I a huge history buff but I'm a huge just LA history buff and just like seeing how this city has changed and everything that it represents LA constantly gets called out for not having no culture and things like that uh-huh. but people completely forget that the movie industry is a huge industry and it affects everybody just like steel in Pittsburgh and uh Cardinal in Arizona. And so uh I'm just messing around. But it it uh, just like it. Viking in Minnesota. You got Sports it. Sports joke. It. I was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know it's it's, it's and the city is is it, it it's so much more to it than that. San Francisco gets love, other cities get love, but LA just doesn't seem to get no love. And and there's still such a huge rich history of everything in this city and and Los Angeles plays itself is a really cool representation of what this city like showing every how movies have represented this city over the years that people I think overlook a lot. And so nice. yeah, that's my recommendation. You can 100%. watch it on Amazon Prime. You can watch it on YouTube if you want to pay. You can watch it on Google Movies or whatever. I don't it's know. on Canopy too, I think. Canopy. Oh, I don't cool. have that app. Oh no, it's free with if your you have library, library card. card. Oh man, Canopy I don't go to library. with a K. 
I still owe uh, what do I owe? I owe something for dummies from eighth grade. At the library, I never, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still it's still sitting on my mom's bookshelf. You can get an electronic library card in minutes for free. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. They don't look at your past. I can already confirm that, Carl. I got that they didn't look at. They didn't pull a up wanted old man. Files. Yeah, I owe the library forty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, and, and you know I, yeah I'm gonna just tap on that just a little bit mostly because I've just had this conversation with a few people this week of just like yeah I get so annoyed at just the idea of LA people have and lots of times the idea of people LA have is people who come to LA with an idea of LA and is trying to portray that idea and then they are saying that that's what LA is and that's usually what it, like you know I've complained about you know people who, who think that like all people in movies, they, you know, they're mean, they're straight shooters. They talk like, like just because you're not an asshole doesn't mean that you're being fake. Like you can convey information in a nice way. And just because <laughs> yes. you're, just because you're, cause I'm gonna let you know, lots of times you're stuck with these people in the room eight to 12 hours and they don't want to be around assholes. So don't listen to someone who tries to give you shit for being nice when you're trying to also ask for something like you ain't going to go up to your daddy and be like, let me get $50. No, it's just you regular human currency of just being nice and saying something nice before requesting something. Uh, and that's just my my little tidbit uh, about that. Before I ruin this uh, with, uh, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of movies that you might see on TBS, and I wanted to pick a sports movie. Another one that, you know, people might not agree with me, but I gotta, I gotta you know, pay all respects to this movie, directed by Charles Stone III, uh, Mr. 3000. That's yeah. a funny movie. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. You know, Charles but, Stone the third. Fun fact ties back in. He's the uh, director who did the What's Up Budweiser ads. Yeah, and I was looking yeah. to see what he's up to, and he's been you know directing all of the issues, blackish, mixedish. He's uh, directed Black yeah. Monday, so he's he's getting it in. He he yeah. is getting it in. So shout out to him, you know, because you know Alrighty. sometimes you see these black directors and you're like, oh, I remember that movie, and I was like, what have they done? Nothing. Uh, and you know, that's more because we've talked about the directing in this industry many times is you need two bangers before you're locked in. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Carl. Uh, you know, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you'd like to plug before we get out of here? Uh, you know what, man, just listen to what if he said, uh, and, and be kind and, and rewind and stop, uh, stop being mean to people just cause you mean, don't mean you're a straight shooter. And also, uh, if you want more podcast action, from me, you can uh, subscribe to my Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com slash The Flagrant Ones. That's a, the Flagrant Ones is a uh, pseudo-basketball show I host with my buddies uh, Hayes Davenport and Sean Clements of Hollywood Handbook. You'll enjoy it, even if you don't like basketball. We're real silly. And then uh, you, also, you also can listen to me uh, talk to my cousin on the phone. It's a show I have called Carl Calls His Cousin. Uh, you never know what we're going to talk about. There's no, no, there's nothing planned. There's nothing. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. It's literally just a phone call between me and my cousin. And we talk about stuff. Talk about whatever we want to talk about. If you want to hear me talk, more, I talk a lot. If you want to hear it. <laughs> Come listen. Patreon.com slash the flagrant ones. Please join us. All right. And of course, like we said several times during the show, it's the final day of the Max Fund Drive. And just we just want to thank <laughs> we want to thank everyone who supported the show. I truly all the kind words you've said. All you know, it's it's too a truly it really makes me 
you know, because, you know, when you do a podcast, it feels like we're just showing up in a Zoom and talking to each other. So when you say nice things about us, we're like, oh, yeah, people are listening to the things we say. (laughs) (laughs) It blows my mind. And it is really nice. I love whenever anybody tweets at us or puts anything on the Facebook page or I'll every once in a while go look at our reviews on Apple because the nice one makes me so happy because this really does. It is funny how much it seems like it's in a bubble of like, you know, we are just doing this to amuse Casey. He doesn't actually post these things. He just wants us to uh, have to sit in a Zoom with him once a week. So it's how it's it's like calling your cousin on the regular. Just to see what's going on. Exactly. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, and if you haven't been a member yet, you've been on the fence, or you, you're like, oh, I just forgot what the link was. The link and the way to become a member is to go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Okay, now we're going to say goodbye to my buddy, my friend Carl Tart, and bring in producer Casey to announce the final nominees from our naming contest. Uh, thank you for having me uh, on this important day. It's mm-hmm. great to be here. Yeah, it's a big day. It's a, it's a, um, it's a momentous moment we, we 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 put our tendrils out to our incredible uh, audience base who came back with us with so many amazing suggestions uh we ran it past a panel of blue ribbon judges we formed an ad hoc committee even though we weren't entirely sure what ad hoc meant mm-hmm. and uh we winnowed down the incredible submissions to get to this your final four, 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 four. All right, all right. The final four are ahem. Oh my God, it's happening. Are you guys edge of your seats? Ready? Hold my hand. All right. One maximum film submitted wow. by Max Lupo. Wow. It hits you right. Maximum yeah. film. I mean, okay. I just feel the energy. Yeah, the energy I love that. Yeah. Well, if you were excited to have an X in there, there's another X. And that is the multiplex submitted by Laura Darling. Mm, yeah, that was getting buzz. Yeah. yeah, that was getting buzz. Well, you guys remember those? It's been a minute since we could be in one, but we love yeah. a multiplex. Yeah, that's true. All right, this one definitely speaks to us specifically, and that is intersectional lens. Ooh, yeah. Submitted by Dan Wheeler. Wow. Intersectional lens is my favorite Prince album. Hey, oh my God. <laughs> intersectional lens and the S's are money signs. <laughs> yes, and the S's are money signs, like Kesha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. And then finally, in the number four, these are, of course, in no particular order. But of yeah. course, yeah. these are just the nominees. Yeah. The Push In, which was submitted Ooh. by Hannah Hinkle. Mm. Yes. Wow. Both yeah. a film term and a thirst term. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Film and thirst. Wow. Yes. So yeah. you have it there. Mac, the four nominees are Maximum Film, The Multiplex, Intersectional Lens, The Push In, a great group of names that is potent. There is going to be a winner that will be the name of our podcast, which we'll be announcing in a few weeks. Yay. So And thanks again for taking the time to send those in. They were very yes, fun. Ev- some were so like there were fun puns. There were things that played mm-hmm. with our individual names. There were movie titles twisted around. They were very fun. Oh, really yeah. made me laugh. There were inside jokes from the show, the yes. whole nine yards. Thank you to everybody oh, yeah. who who submitted names. This was a really amazing match. Yeah, you, know, you just don't drive off the lot. We're gonna take these for a test drive. So <laughs> let me just run through them. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Maximum Film. It's your host, Sissy Wadiway, and I'm in the booth with my friends. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, mm-hmm. what's good? Welcome to the Multiplex. It's your host, Ify Wadiway, and I'm in the booth with my friends. Got it. it. Okay. Feel it. Okay. Feel it. Hey, hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to Intersectional Lens. It's your boy, Ify Wadiway. And of course, I'm in the booth with my friends. All right, good. I can see it. Oh, what's up? How's everybody doing? Welcome to the Push In. It's your host, Ify Wadiway, and I'm in the booth with my friends. Well, you definitely didn't sound more ridiculous in each one. uh, Not at all. This is a tight race. This is a tough year. It's a toss-up. It's good. They're good. Uh, Yeah, but seriously, like everyone said, thank you so much. It was very fun reading all those names. And it's just much like our hotline on our show. Like you guys came up with stuff that I was like, I would have never thought of this. It's so funny. This didn't make the final four nominees, but Montage a Trois really made me laugh laugh so hard. Um, But yes, and so thank you to everyone that submitted names. And also, if you want to support this show, MaximumFun.org slash join. Do it. If you, like, if you have a comment or suggestion about this week's show, tweet at us if, at Ify Drea Alonzo. Our Facebook group can be found at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Ify Drea Alonzo. Or send us an email at Ify Drea Alonzo at MaximumFun.org. Our producer is the nefarious Casey O'Brien. Our senior producer is the lovely Laura Swisher. This is a production of Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.